Saints for a touchdown. It's your inside pass to everything Saints football. And the kick is good. We'll take you to places most fans never go. We'll watch from 60. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room. Following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the 2022 season. That is going to be a touchdown. Taysom Hill. Taysom TD. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. Brought to you by the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Keller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby! Hello, Saints fans. Welcome into Inside Black and Gold. Steve Keller along with Jeff Nowak. Brought to you by the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. And the reason this Saints squad has been struggling is pretty evident, Jeff. I think injuries coupled with a defense that hasn't been performing up to expectations has been a big Debbie Downer this season. Yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up. We can just end the podcast now. (laughs) But no, yeah, we're going to get into a lot of that. We're going to talk about, you know, some of the latest news and notes around this team heading into week seven. You got the Raiders coming to town. It's an interesting matchup. It's Dennis Allen's former stomping grounds as a head coach, right? So what would be more fitting than kind of turning the season around in spite of his former team, but is also two and five and is trying to do the exact same thing. We're going to talk about that. And we're also going to talk about kind of the sad state of affairs in the NFC, all that. And then in the final segment, we are going to have a live mailbag. So make sure to get your comments, questions in if you're watching this on YouTube and we'll get to them at the end of the show. But first things first, you know, this is a, this is a Saints team that feels like it needs a spark. It feels like it needs Amen. something, right? Like you can, even if it's just like changes that you make for the nominal purpose of jump starting what you're doing, it feels like something has to change, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, for this team to kind of get where it needs to go. And so, you know, who would you want to do that other than Demario Davis, the you know the the master motivator himself, right? Like he's a professional motivation giver. Um, and so we talked to him and he had a lot to say. And he kind of referenced Alvin Kamara's speech in the locker room after the game. One of the things he said that Alvin said that he really identified with was, you know, this team has to get its swagger back, right? Like last year, you called it the juice boys, whatever. What you want to call it juice, you want to call it swagger. The Saints don't have it this season and they have to find a way to get it back. And so DeMar, enter DeMario Davis. He gets asked a question about soul searching and he says, you want me to preach? <laughs> and everyone says, Yes. And right. so here, and this and here's here's what he uh, here's what he had to say. I'm always soul searching. My goal in life is to be the best human being that I can be. That extends way before beyond the football field. I, I love the game of football because it presents every life lesson that you can ever have. And it makes you a better person, it makes you a better husband, it makes you a better father, it makes you a better teammate, it makes you a better coworker, it makes you a better friend. Because just like our situation, being at two and five. You're going to have stuff that happened to you that you did not expect. Matter of fact, you expected the exact opposite. And what are you going to do when that moment happens? And you have to do your soul searching before that moment happens. Because if you're not prepared when the rain comes, it's too late. And it's certain people that's built for moments like this. And it's certain people that get excited for moments like this. Because when it's dark outside, Somebody has to be the hope to remind people that the sun gonna come back out. Mic drop. 
<laughs> That's the best part is the mic drop. Like I don't, I don't know if most people kind of understand how these go. They probably do now because during COVID, everyone had to watch these. So I think a lot of people probably do have a better understanding of how these kind of uh, interviews go. But normally, players will stand there and wait for the questions to end. Right? There's like a time timer in their head that if no one asks the question within 20 seconds, they're gonna walk off. Well, to Mario, it's like, nah, it's not getting better than that. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. <laughs> do you think he rehearsed that? That's my question. I don't know. I feel like he definitely is a guy that speaks from the heart. Uh, someone that when he does talk, you want to listen. And I just feel like anytime he's speaking, you, you're kind of like leaning in to just, you know, soak in everything he's saying. If, if it was rehearsed, uh, well done. If not, you know, the same. I, I just think that this team definitely hasn't had that swagger this year. And I know a lot of people want to point to the fact a big piece missing. They got, they got rid of one of their swagger pieces in a CJ Gardner Johnson, but one, one team, one person isn't going to make that huge of a difference. I feel like there's been way more issues than his, uh, that kind of fiery personality, not being around. No, I mean, there's a lot more, there's a lot more that you need to, that you need to get to than just saying, okay, CJ's not here. They can't get it done. Like there's energy that isn't in the room that they need to find a way to generate. You need to manufacture it. And I don't know whether that's, you know, partly on the coaching staff, partly on the team leadership, but it did kind of, that, that speech kind of did feel like if you remember the scene in Endgame, Avengers Endgame, where, you know, Captain America's doing his thing and then like Paul Rudd and uh, Rocket, like he's just, he's pretty good at that. Like, yeah, yeah, he's pretty good at that. It's like, yes, yeah, Mario, keep preaching, keep preaching. Because to me, that did sound like it was something that, whether it was word for word, you know, what he was intending to say or what he did say yeah. to the team, it did sound very much like a message that was, not for us. It was for the team. Right. You know, I'm saying that for sure too. He, he, whether he's already made that speech, whether he's going to make that speech, whether he's expecting everyone to watch and hear that speech, that's that's the messaging for this team heading into this week. It's like, okay, you you don't like where you are right now. You don't like this feeling that you have. Well, go out there and change it because that's the only way it's going to change. And, you know, for if anyone else went up there and kind of made that, speech you know it might not come off the way that it does when demario does it but like when he talks you listen and hopefully that's the case inside that locker room as well i have to imagine it is yeah i know him and cam jordan definitely the the big voices for this defense inside the locker room on the field there just hasn't been that kind of energy on game day and you that's what i feel like has been some of the biggest things lacking with their tackling issues is the fact of the want to, you know, you always hear special teams players that want to play and make that tackle. And I feel like the guys on defense haven't shown that they haven't wanted to tackle anybody. Yeah. It's an effort thing at times, I think, you know, and at times it's a talent thing, right? Yeah. And, you know, sure. one, the topic that we're going to have to talk about again, we talk about mm-hmm. it every single week is, you know, who are they going to get back, right? Which injured players are going to get back healthy? DA said on Monday that he is optimistic. He referenced the training staff multiple times. And that this is the that's the main difference this week from what we had heard in previous weeks, which he's always going to say kind of the same boilerplate things of like, okay, we're hopeful to get these guys back. We're hopeful to get these guys back. Twice now he has referenced the medical staff and that he's hearing positive things from them. So to me, that makes it like, okay, maybe some of these guys are close to getting back. And it's just a question of who that is, right? Is it Jameis? Is it Mike Thomas? Is it Jarvis Landry? Is it Paulson Adebo? Is it Marshawn Lattimore? Is it PJ Williams? You keep going. And so 
we're going to get the initial injury report coming out on Wednesday afternoon. And that's where we're kind of going to get the initial picture. But for guys like Jameis Winston uh, and Paul Sanadibo, they practiced all last week. So we're probably not going to learn anything more until later in the week regarding their kind of status. And Jameis has been very upbeat, very animated. Um, I guess that'd be a positive. He doesn't look like he's dealing with any kind of pain. I mean, still still looks to be walking okay. I don't. I know the back issue is something obviously to be concerned about when when you heard about that initial injury initially. But the ankle doesn't seem to be a problem. Saw him on the sideline game day. Also, Paulson Adebo. Andrews P, Adam Troutman, Peyton Turner, those guys were all at least around the team for game day in Arizona. Yeah, and I, I think for Jameis, I think this very much is a health thing. You know, one of the things, so there's going to be this conversation around Andy Dahl and Jameis Winston. I, You know, from what I'm hearing, Jameis is close. Thursday was never really on the table, but he's close, and it's going to come down to, like, the next few days, whether he's able to get out there in week eight. But in terms of the team and in terms of there's these reports that the Saints really like Andy Dolan because he's a calming presence in the locker room and whatnot. And and I don't even know what that actually means. But when you listen to the the coverage around Jameis Winston and Andy Dolan, there is a big disconnect between what the team has actually said and what people are assuming in terms of how this situation is going. And when you talk to Dennis Allen, he has not once indicated that like there is a quarterback competition he just won't address it at all and he throws it back to health every time and you know if that had changed (laughs) right then that's one thing but like every single time you set him up with the the chance to say one way or the other whether they are leaning toward sticking with Andy Dalton or going back to Jameis Winston he says let's get Jameis healthy right and so like that's to me it's like pretty clear that this is a health thing and when Jameis is healthy enough to go back in there, when he gives the team the, you know, the thumbs up, right? When, when his back is right, when his ankle's right, when his hip is right, he's going to be the starter. And so, like, here's an example of son, how this goes, right? So Dennis Allen was on the coaches show with Bobby Bear and Mike Haas last night. And I apologize in advance. This question is like 90 minutes long. But it's a good example of, like, Dennis Allen gets us straight up. <laughs> what his feelings are in terms of Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston and he, he just completely, he completely just like bunny hops it. <laughs> and I left the question in there so you can kind of get the context. To me, it's a production business. You know, is Jameis going to play against the Raiders, Andy Dalton? I, I take the approach. Well, Jameis is the starting quarterback. So if he's healthy and ready to roll, it'll probably be Jameis. Now, as the season unfolds, I mean, it's not like, uh, you know, oh, we're going with Jameis no matter what. Are we going with Andy Dalton no matter what? It's like, hey. Whoever got the hot hand, you got to check your ego at the door. So let's say a quarterback comes in there and we win, and you win another one. And then it might be like, uh, can we go on a streak for a month? And we're playing winning football. So I, I don't know who, actually who's going to play against the Raiders. I said if Jameis is healthy, I think he'll be the guy. Is that the case in point where we're at right now, or, or what's your approach you're taking? Well, look, I think the approach is is that we've got to we've got to put the guy in there that we feel like gives us the best chance to win. And um, you know, Jameis has been recovering from an injury. Uh, I think he's close to being ready to go. Um, and so we're having a lot of discussion about that uh, with the offensive staff, and and uh, we'll put the guy out there that we feel like gives us the best opportunity to win this game, and then we'll just kind of go from there. 
and this has been consistent messaging throughout, right? Like he is not going to take the bait and give you anything. And, and to me, like what you take away from that is if this team really wanted to go to Andy Dalton and have Andy Dalton be QB one, they could have done that. There is nothing stopping them from doing that right now. And the only thing you're waiting on is health. Like that's the only reason you would be waiting, right? If you had already made that decision, you've made that decision. You're going to tell people, and they're very much, I think, waiting on Jameis to get healthy. Yeah, I think exactly the same. The fact that they've said from day one that Jameis Winston is this team's starting quarterback. The only reason he is not right now is because of health. There's no quarterback controversy. There would be no contra- quarterback controversy. And I don't think Andy Dalton has helped his cause any to be the number one guy. His performances were so-so. And then last game just completely, you know, blew that up. And I think everybody's looking for a change now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's been fine. I don't think he's blown anybody away, you know, but he's done the job that you brought him in to do, which is show up and be a competitive quarterback on your team. But, you know, I, I just think like the this idea that there there's an open competition might be a little overblown. You know, I think there there was a chance if Andy came in and just played flawlessly, right? Right, like, exactly. That's one thing. You know, in a game where you need to just be perfect to, you know, make a bad interception in the in the end zone and, you know, just not be de- – like you watch guys like Justin Fields and even Daniel Jones, it's like, you know, you're getting hit in the pocket, but it's because you're standing there like a statue, <laughs> right? Like, like, so I don't give a guy a pass for constantly getting hit in the pocket – like, you know, your protections, James Hurst over there on left tackle and you have some pressure coming around the edge, you got to be aware of it. So I, I don't know. Like, I, I think it's going to be something to watch, but I think that if Jameis is healthy, he's the guy and we're going to, and you're going to go from there one way or another, this game that's coming up, I think is going to be a very big indicator of how this team is going to kind of approach the, the, the trade deadline. And D.A. was also asked about that and how the team was going to approach the trade deadline. And uh, here's what he said. Well, look, I think we're going to always look at anything that we can to to help our football team. And so um, I wouldn't say that there's anything specific that's happening. Um, but certainly we're, we're always looking for ways that we can improve our team. And, and, and so um, that's certainly one of the ways that you can do it. Um, I wouldn't say that there's anything you know, imminent or anything like that. Um, but we're going to explore all avenues. There you go. All that information that didn't exist in that comment. You know, it's it's kind of that boilerplate, you know, trade deadline rhetoric of like, yeah, we're going to try to do whatever we can to, to improve our team. We'll he always is, pick up the phone. Yeah, I mean, the question to me is which direction are you going with it? Are you sending guys out of town? Are you bringing guys into town? I would be very surprised to see this team in any way, shape, or form adding Add players, add pieces. And, you know, just to follow up on the the last podcast, we kind of talked about this. You know, I didn't get into the the salary cap implications of trading guys out of town. That is a thing that's going to be a factor. But I also don't think it's worth even going into it because like, yes, if you trade Alvin Kamara, you're taking a $19 million dead cap hit. But like if you're trading guys and, and tearing it down, then you are actively making sure that next season is going to be your bottom scraping season. And so you will want to take those dead cap hits like that's fine, but you're making that decision. Like it's either yes or no, you don't go middle of the road. Either you are, you are accepting all the dead money you can get in the next season and trying to get out the other side of that without 
being encumbered by that money or you're not. And you're going to keep trying to run it back with this roster. Those are the two decisions. You cannot go middle of the road there. And so that's where it becomes really awkward. And if you lose to the Raiders and you're two and six, like I, I get it. The NFC South will still be attainable. And we're going to talk a lot more about this at two and six. But like in terms of being a competitive team and like not wanting to hamstring yourself to give yourself a chance at backing into the playoffs, you know, that's that's very much a, very, that's a difficult scenario for me. What's amusing, too, is all the bitching we're doing about the offense. The, it's obviously been the defense has been the main issue for this team. Right now, with all the injuries, the uncertainty at quarterback, all the questions about who should be touching the ball, th- this offense is the seventh best scoring offense in the NFL right now, which is completely wild to me. Yeah, and if you count the 28 points they've given the other team, <laughs> you know, that's one of the reasons it's like it's hard to – you can give the offense credit to an extent, but they've also – there's also been three pick sixes and a fumble for a touchdown. So like there you can on offense, you can hurt your defense. <laughs> oh so, yeah. Like, like the, those stats don't really go against the offense. They just go no, down and, as a, as a turnover. Last game, obviously those two pick sixes were, your, were the nail on the coffin. Well, right. Not, like, like the Saints not coming back from that. Saints are the second worst team in the NFL in terms of points allowed per game. But if you take 28 points off of that, they're not <laughs> so, like that's a factor right once you give up back-to-back pick sixes like the game is not on the defense like you've lost the game on offense yeah. but yeah it's just got to be a better football team right and if you can go out and i think this is kind of where i'm at with it is you had 10 days off to figure out what's going on to change what you need to change to get as many guys healthy as possible and if you can't go out at home against a two and five Raiders team and look like a playoff caliber football team, you don't have to look perfect, but you have to look like a team that I believe can even go six and four. And like, that's what I need to see to feel confident. That's like, okay, yeah, we don't need to ship out pieces. This is a team that's had really bad luck and they're going to turn it around. Like you have to show that this week, because if you don't, then you have very limited time to adjust and figure out what you need to figure out. I think we've made it as a podcast. Now I'm seeing in the message board, we're getting spam from uh, porn bots. Ooh, hot girls here. Yeah. I don't think that means you've made it as a podcast, but <laughs> you know, I guess uh, we're, we're all worthy press, of spamming. All press is good press. Sure. I'm going to go ahead and block them. But yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's where we'll end that segment. We're getting spammed by porn bots <laughs> and uh, yeah, keep it locked on inside black and gold brought to you by the Lamarck automotive complex. There must be a reason for, for whatever you need, whatever, gonna, whatever, unless it's wins, then we can't help you. We're going to come back and talk more about the potential eight and nine saints and like whether, whether that's a good thing or not stick around for that. <laughs> 